see if we are live on Grounded. It says we're live. Let's see what this says here. Hello, everybody. Yeah, we're live. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Grounded, my Q&A uh, live stream podcast. I'm here with Omar, and uh, we're going to do a quick intro for you, and then he's going to introduce himself. So thank you so much. We're going to be talking about Tesla, full self-driving, and whatever else uh, the community wants to talk about. So in, in this new series I'm doing, I'm doing Q&As with kind of the people you request, and, and Omar was one of the first requested people, and he was nice enough to uh, come join us on the stream today. So today is June 1st, 2023. For anybody listening on the podcast, you can listen to this in the future on whatever podcasting service that you want. I am streaming via Starlink, so if you have any little hiccups here or there, it should be okay. My connection looks good, but that's why. And please give me any feedback on the audio. Is audio sounding okay for you? Because... Uh, didn't get a huge test. It looks like everybody everybody in the chat is happy and doing good. So Omar, thank you so much again for joining us. Yeah, um, happy to. It, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. I know you just were flying all over the world and then you yeah. weren't feeling good. And then you were just at a movie, like like you walked in the door, what, five minutes ago and I, <laughs> you're on here with us. So why don't you give us a quick, um, uh, a quick intro about yourself, whatever you want to tell us for the viewers and we'll start. Um, I got some questions I want to ask you and then we'll start taking it from the people. Yeah, so I'm Omar, um, Holmars on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I've always just been really interested in self-driving. I think I first got interested in Tesla, just trying autopilot, Mobileye Autopilot 1 on my dad's car. And I was just totally blown away, even back then in, you know, 2014 or something with just how useful it was just for, you know, staying in the lane. And I've been, you know, following Tesla ever since I got a model three in 2018. And, you know, I've been using autopilot. Uh, in October 2020, I was, I think one of the first 200 people outside of Tesla to get FSD beta. So I've been using it since the beginning. And I remember then I told them to add you to I was like, hey, you know, He's in Michigan. Like you could probably get some good data from this guy. I think Karpathy watches his videos uh, because he had like put you in that little slide or something. Yeah. So, you know, you and I, we've been testing beta for, you know, coming up on three years now. So it's definitely incredible just how much it's evolved over those two and a half years. And, you know, there's amazing progress happening. I mean, I just got an email from Cruise that they're expanding their driverless service area. They're going to be starting at 9 p.m. now instead of 10 p.m. So things are happening. You know, this isn't just science fiction anymore. And uh, I mean, just AI in general, right? You were just telling me about how you're using this AI software that makes my eyes <laughs> look like it's looking at the camera. Right. And I mean, so many other things, you know, the chat GPT craze and really just so much AI hype taking over the market. Um, but, you know, there is a lot really there. There's a lot of really incredible things happening with technology. So, um, yeah, you know, just sort of covering that because it seems like a lot of people in the media kind of ignore it or cover it from a certain slant. Uh, but a lot of people aren't really acknowledging the fact that after years of rolling our eyes and rolling our eyes that, you know, driverless cars are never coming, there's now actual real driverless cars on streets. There's hundreds of thousands of people using FSD beta. This is not just something to roll your eyes at anymore. This is something that's actually growing really fast. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I, 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 I totally, I totally uh, hold on. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting some, some echo. echo. I got some AirPods. I could try putting them on. Sure, sure yeah, yeah, get it. Get it. Let me mute you. Is that okay? Yeah, that's that's what it is. Thank you. Yeah, I was like, what? How is that happening? Because that wasn't happening to us before. Um, okay, so that should be better. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah. So I totally agree. And the the number one thing I love about uh, FSD beta is the implementation. They did it right in terms of safety, and and that was always everybody's kind of the thing they freak out about is oh, it's not safe. It does dangerous things and blah blah mm -hmm. blah. And and my the whole time I'm saying okay, then where's the danger? Where are the accidents? What's nothing's going wrong? You know, everybody's complaining about this, but but there's no accidents that you're seeing, and you'll see, you know, um, you'll see Cruz and and Waymo have little tiny accidents. I mean, it, it's still incredibly impressive, but then you can look and say like, hey, I haven't seen FSD beta in this situation, 
And it's like, well, it's not, you know, fully autonomous. Yeah, well, the way Tesla has gone about this was incredibly smart to have a person there to take over for those times where it messes up and look at all the, you know, millions of miles of data they can collect. Um, so so it, it's really impressive. Um, I, I wanted to ask, so I don't know, this thing is distracting me. I do, do want to tell everyone what you mentioned. I have an AI thing on my computer that makes my eyes like make <laughs> eye contact with the camera. So if it's like, look at this. If it's distracting, please tell me in the chat. I'll turn it off. So one thing I want to ask you, um, can you do you mind talking a little bit about your relationship with Elon Musk? Because obviously on Twitter, so your Twitter account is massive. I mean, what are you at? 300,000 followers or something now? Um, uh, and, yeah, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it, it's yeah. Yeah. Twitter is hard for me to keep track of. Um, <laughs> but you, you have a ton of followers on Twitter. You do YouTube videos as well. But it, you guys are like always interacting in some way. And it's <laughs> it's such a cool thing to have like this you know, and, and he, he seems to interact with a lot of different people, you know, this big, powerful guy who's super rich and, and making all these amazing life-changing technologies, but he's also just like, yeah, you're totally right, Omar, or, you know, responding to you all the time. Yeah, I mean, he, he does talk to a lot of people on Twitter. It's kind of funny. Some people think I'm like his best friend or something. You know, I wish I was his best friend, but we're not really. I mean, you know, we just sort of you know, it's, it's kind of a long story, but, you know, there was obviously in 2018, like a, a shortened, distorted attack on Tesla where people were really going after them, uh, trying to say, you know, the company wasn't going to make it, trying kind of make it a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know, so doubt in the company so that things do fall apart. And that's when I got my Model 3 and I started tweeting about it. And so these guys were going after him. I was pushing back against them. They started going after me. And, uh, you know, then Bloomberg was uh, interviewing me for this story on autopilot. And th that was the first time I had like emailed Elon. I found his email on like Twitter somewhere. Uh, one of the shorts were like wow. leaking some info. Oh, okay. And so I just emailed him and, you know, this Bloomberg reporter, you know, the story was actually like autopilot may kill you. Right. But, um, they obviously didn't tell me that at the time. They're like, we, you know, we want to interview somebody. And Zach Miter, the reporter, he was like, really great, really fair. I think he did a good job with the story and sharing my experience. But he's like, hey, you know, we're trying to get Elon to comment on this. So I emailed him. I'm like, hey, I'm doing this story. And he's like, you know, be careful. Uh, these journalists will just sort of say one thing and then just do a complete other thing. And you'll be completely surprised. So that was like, you know, an interesting piece of advice he gave me that I think was, you know, really important and that maybe I wasn't, maybe I was more, a little more naive of at that time. So it's kind of crazy. It was like, wow, you know, Elon Musk just emailed me. But, um, you know, so then a lot of stuff happened. Um, you know, we interviewed him at one point in 2020, uh, went to his house uh, or one of his houses that he had at the time. That was Gene Wilder's house. And, uh, you know, we did that third row Tesla interview with him. And then like a year after that, one of the short sellers like sued me and him in court. And he was making all these claims like I was, you know, being paid by Elon and, uh, you know, <laughs> all this stuff. So, you know, that went on for like years. This guy was like totally nuts. But then the judge finally dismissed the suit. Uh, now it's in the appeals court, but it's mostly like calm down. Um so that's, you know, that's kind of how we got to know each other a little bit. Um, but, you know, a lot of people see this guy on the Internet, right? He's like a, a cartoon character in many ways to people, right? He's not like a real person. He's like an idea. And, right. yep. you, you know, there's people who just love him beyond reason and people who hate him beyond reason. And, you know, there's like this constant flame war. But he really is an actual person, you know, and you sit down with him and he's kind of just like any other programmer dude that you might meet, except he happens to be the richest man on earth and controlling these companies that are just, you know, chain revolutionizing multiple industries. I mean, we're talking about FSD, we're talking over Starlink, right? I mean, he's an incredibly accomplished person, of course, but, you know, I just have to emphasize like you know i've seen a side of him that is honestly really like he's got a good heart you know he's compassionate it may not always seem like that to everybody but you know 
he cares about things, he cares about people, and it's not just an act or something, uh, you know, and that's just, I think, something, the side of him that I've seen, right? Like, he doesn't need to talk to all these people or worry about these people's issues, but he does, you know, it's what keeps him going, and uh, yeah, I think he's a good guy. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And and a lot of the, the problems I think people have is, like you said, cartoon character. Like, it's just like he's not real. So you can kind of just assume a lot of things about him. Uh, but at the same time, is it seems, especially on the internet, there's no nuance in anything. You're either A or B. There's no in between. It's impossible to have anything in between A and B. And if you kind of think about both, you're like, you know, everybody <laughs> hates you rather yeah. than like everyone agrees with you, right? Or can see your right. point. Um, so yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. Um, oh, sorry. I had one here. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what do you think about, do you think, uh, project Highland is real? <laughs> There's some people that say it's not, <laughs> it's not real. So, um, from Whitaker, it says Highland features. What do y'all think? So do you think it's real? And then what do you think is coming with that on the model three? Well, I mean, it certainly seems like there's something going on, right? We've seen the pictures. We've seen something on the test track covered up, unless this is some elaborate hoax <laughs> to stop Model 3 sales or something. It seems it seems plausible that, you know, five years in, they do an update. And, you know, we've seen a revolution, really, in the Model Y construction. It's moved to these large structural castings. But the Model 3 is actually made with the old process just because it would have been more work to tear it down and put up a new line, you know, better to just keep it going. And that was the, you know, the lifeblood of the company. That's how they were generating cash. But now Model Y is the bestseller. That's generating a ton of cash. It makes sense to, I think, upgrade the Model 3, move to the large castings, maybe make some upgrades to the exterior, the interior. And, uh, you know, it's looking like maybe... It could come as early as next quarter. I'm not really sure. I assume you'd see, you know, Hardware 4 in there and um, some of the nice upgrades from the SNX and maybe even some stuff they designed for the Cybertruck. So, you know, we'll see. I don't really know anything that uh, anybody else doesn't know. Tesla's right, really been clamping down on leaks, right? And uh, Yes, they have. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think they've got some secrets they're cooking and... I'm ready to be surprised by everybody, like everybody else, but I really have no clue other than just bringing it up to speed with the Model Y changes in a way and maybe, you know, giving it an update. Right, for sure. Um, so we have, uh, I don't know if you saw that 11.4.2 is now rolling out to more people as of like 15 minutes ago or something. Oh, um, cool. So yeah, very cool. They decided to widen the rollout. Um, I know you've had a good experience. So it's almost a meme, you know, you've had a good experience with like X update, right? And mm -hmm. and it's funny because like I just said, people are like so black and white about everything, but I have definitely seen you complain about beta, of course, <laughs> when it does bad things because we know it still makes mistakes. Um, so do you want to talk a little bit about, do you have any roundabouts around, like do, are those a thing in California really or? We don't have many roundabouts. I got a, okay. a couple of small ones in San Francisco, but... Right. Roundabouts are not really something we deal with. So, you know, we in California do have this sort of bias of the team is here. So things that are common in California get maybe an unfair amount of focus. Sure. But then again, we, we do also have more customers here. But we have the more Teslas that are yeah. basically gathering all of that data all the time, which when we were at AI Day 2, right, we saw in that presentation how they're like making those maps with just the cars driving around. I mean, it was incredible to see hmm. that. So when you have more Teslas around, it, it makes sense it's going to perform a little better. Yeah. And so, you know, it, I think it's funny. I'm I'm definitely an optimist about the whole program for sure. And, you know, maybe it comes from my softer background or, you know, I think it's everybody just sort of has a different perspective. If you come into it expecting that it's just going to be a perfect autonomous car, obviously that doesn't exist. Right. I right? agree. Or there would be self-driving cars all over the place. Right. So, you know, like coming into it from my perspective, it was really like it seems impossible to drive a car safely with just cameras and just eight 1.2 megapixel cameras. So that's kind of where I came into it in 2018, right? And seeing what they've been able to do with FSD beta, it's like watching someone turn water into wine for me as a software developer. It's like, holy shit. 
is it perfect? No, but they really have, I think, blown away my expectations. And you got some people here who just walked in and they're saying, hey, you know, this wine's a little bit bitter. I don't like the taste, right? And you're like, hey, yeah. okay, you know, maybe you're right. Maybe it is a little bitter, but they just turned water into wine. And they're <laughs> yeah, like, I, I don't know, I don't like it. And I'm, I'm just complaining because I'm trying to help it make it better. You're not being honest about how bad the wine is. And it's like, look, you know, the wine's going to get better. Your feedback's important. Tell them it's bitter. But at the same time, this is incredible. I mean, the first version of the software we got could barely drive straight. This version of the I software. That. It used to, in the first updates, it used yeah. to do this on a straight road the whole time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, remember. Remember e I remember emailing the autopilot team like, <laughs> hey, this thing can't really drive straight as well as the old one. So people are like telling so me about their, their little updates. They're like, oh, it picked the wrong lane. It's like, yeah, it picked the wrong lane. You want to know what kind of shit I saw in the beginning? Try like it tried to like, you know, run into a school bus or something like that. That, that didn't actually happen. But, you know, just, like, saying, just yeah. like crazy jerk and just do some thing, you know, where it would really like give you a heart attack if you're not crazy. That, you know, that's what I find so funny about. I don't, I don't even want to mention the guy's name, but, you know, the the the, the, <laughs> o, the o clown man. Um, that's what I find so funny about his whole campaign now is if this dude would have been doing that in the beginning, he would have had such good clips. He would have had a much better point back then. I mean, I it, it would have been something that was actually, in my opinion, he, he could have been arguing and it would have made sense because the car was way wilder back then. It would like break all over the place. It would take and and for me, like I have it all in videos. It, it's all there. So like people can go back to those videos from two and a half years ago and see the car doing these things. But it was still like if you're paying attention, it's not gonna do anything you don't let it. But it was yeah. wild back then. So <laughs> Yeah, I, right. I, I agree. It's, it's a huge part of perspective. Like if you go into it thinking, hey, I just got a perfect self-driving car I can sleep in. Yeah. It's going to be a huge disappointment. But if of you course. go in with this kind of sense of wonder of like, yeah. man, this tech is cool. I didn't think this would be possible in my yeah. lifetime. You're going to be blown away. Yeah. Or opinion. if you just come in as an autopilot user and you're like, hey, this is a huge upgrade. And, right. you know, they're going to keep updating it. And, you know, the the question you just brought up mentioned phantom braking's a lot worse. I've kind of noticed that with every new update, they seem to turn up the margin of caution through some like remote configuration or something. And then they sort of narrow it down over time so that, you know, it's doing less and less of that. So I like to say you got to let the update marinate a little bit, you know, let it wait, like wait a couple weeks. Like It does seem that way. Yeah. 11.3.6 was well actually 1131 was amazing for me then like 1132 like those four updates it got really bad and then 1136 it was still pretty bad but then somewhere like a couple weeks in it just really started nailing every drive for me so i think as 1142 kind of marinates you're probably going to see a lot of these users across the country start to say hey this is actually getting a lot smoother for me Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a possibility. But as you know, as they bring in the new stuff too, then you have new mistakes it makes. And it's kind yeah. of this expected, you know, let's say, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get too into it. But um, all right. I have some good questions for you here. So um, uh, Omar, what do you think uh, should be the next priority for the FSD beta team? Asks uh, Tim. It's a great question. <laughs> well, I mean... That's a, that's the a million dollar question. I'm sure they have the answer much better than we do because they're getting sure. But, the data but from back. from from your experience, what you uh, you you know you're letting your car drive around. What you experience on the daily. What are you like, man? I really wish they would either fix this or make this smoother. Or, or what do you think? Well, I'm gonna turn I off mean, my AI for my eyes, <laughs> so so you guys know. I think I think they've done a great job uh, prioritizing, but. In terms of something that just annoys me, I think they need to use the vision speed network to make sure they're not slowing down falsely. They've added this thing where it now says limiting speed for road type, where if you're in a narrow road, they go, okay, we're going to limit the speed because this is a narrow road. Similarly, they need to use that same neural network to detect a really wide road like a highway and to not slow down because... Mm. It, you know, over at my parents' house, uh, they've got this, you know, they live on this hill. 
and there's a speed limit sign that's a speed limit 45 truck speed limit 25 right and so it's literally for three years it has it's just been a problem you know like it works 50 percent of the time and 50 percent of the time it's like slowing down to half the speed on a downhill because it's reading gotta, that 25 right got it and you just you just got to slide the wheel up really fast to sort of work around it but right. you know obviously they could get better at reading the truck thing on the top of the speed limit sign and i think they'll do that but you know we have common sense right a human doesn't look at a sign that says speed limit 25 on a road where everyone's going 50 and go okay better slow down to 25 they go look right. at the cars around me look at the road even if i didn't read that part that said truck i'm still going to know in my mind that it doesn't make sense so fsd beta needs to develop the same sort of common sense but honestly i'm really encouraged by some of what's happening in ai like if you saw that gpt4 demo where they mm -hmm. said hey what's weird about this picture and the, and gpt4 oh, said oh yes. there's there's a guy tied to the back of a car ironing and that's strange cuz people don't do that so you know, FSD beta is very much just sort of like, you know, perceiving things. But I think what's really been missing is that common sense, that understanding. So I'm really excited about some of the stuff that's happening in, for, in the forefront of AI. Like we never imagined software would be able to understand something like that. Like, hey, that's weird that somebody's attached to a car. But I think in the future, you know, FSD beta will be able to sort of understand those things and reason and figure out what the right thing to do is in sort of a remarkably human way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great point. It needs like more intelligence. And, and to kind of add to that, it's it almost like for me, it needs some type of memory factor. So what I've noticed, one thing that makes me really, really appreciate beta, if you, you know, because people get used to what they have, right? If you took this yeah. car back 100 years, like people would <laughs> fall over dead from shock seeing this thing drive right. around. Um, but when you're used to it, you're like, oh, it's making a mistake again. But what's really made me appreciate beta is you, if you ever try to drive in a new area you've never driven in before, especially at night, but even not at night, it's it's a lot harder to do than you know your daily commute to the office or whatever. You go slower, you might brake more than you need to, you might not actually go the speed limit, uh, you might miss a turn because you're not familiar with the area. And, and a lot of times that feels like how beta is driving. It's kind of like the first time it's ever been there if it doesn't have great map data. So I think that perspective kind of helps a lot. Yeah. And so if it had some type of memory ability, I'm, I don't know how to code or do any of that. So <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> the limit of my knowledge. Um, it, it could remember things like that. Like, oh, I know he changes the scroll wheel every time here. Uh, so I'm not going to slow down, something like that. Right. Um, so... From this one, uh, sorry, let me see this question. Yeah, you make a good point. You know, yeah, yeah the software ahead. is incredible, but it's so primitive compared to what it will be in the future. There's right. so many basic things that are missing that will be added. Yes, yeah, and, and, and that's the other thing, you know, like you said, we've been at it for two and a half years and it is dramatically better. Like maybe every update, you don't see much yeah. of a change, but when you look back a year or two years, the change is dramatic. So, you know, who cares if it takes yeah. another one or two years, like think five years from now, it's just right. the whole world is going to be so different. We won't even like, you won't <laughs> even know if we're real on this screen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right, it's so like a hedonic <laughs> adaptation, right? People, you know, people will be complaining even after RoboTaxi, right? They'll be complaining, ah, the damn robo-taxi break too hard. I spilt my coffee, piece of shit, right? <laughs> yeah, People sure. will always find something to complain about because you get something and it's good and then you get used to it. Then you're not impressed anymore. It has to keep getting better for people to be impressed, right? Right, for sure. Um, so we have this question from Yamin. Uh, today, very few people think <laughs> Tesla will achieve FSD with Vision alone. What's it going to take for people in general and investors uh, specifically to believe in full self-driving. So do you have any opinions on that? Well, you got to see it. See is be seeing, is be seeing is believing, right? And right. The, the, a very significant moment just happened. It kind of happened under the radar. But after two and a half years of limited beta, of safety score, of, hey, you got to do the secret handshake and hit the button and you know, subscribe to the thing. It was very much like something that just spread through word of mouth. Now it's actually launched where you can just buy a Tesla, hit the subscribe button, and they'll actually send you the software. 
And more than that, they've actually merged it into the main branch. So this is literally what we've been working for since the day we started testing almost three years ago is for ordinary people just to be able to buy this, at least in North America. And so people will use it. They'll start showing their friends and people are going to buy Tesla stock. A lot of them when they see it, I think, (laughs) because, you know, you really do have to see it to believe it. It's like kind of funny. I record these videos, but even still, people don't seem to get it. They don't seem to absorb it the same way that when you show it to them, when they see it in real life, something clicks like, oh, this isn't scary. This is actually feels completely normal. Right. Yeah, it's it's a totally I always try to tell people in the videos, it's a totally different experience. Like when you're actually in the car, even I mean, I don't know how much how much you've been a passenger in a beta car, but even being the passenger is a totally different experience to being in the driver's seat because you have all these little things and, and a lot for me, I don't want to speak for anyone else, but for me personally, I've, I've kind of caught myself a lot of the times where I'm maybe complaining about beta or, you know, it still makes a lot of mistakes, don't get me wrong, but things I think it's doing wrong or whatever. It's just my personal preference. So yeah. one one really specific example is when a green light pops up, beta responds to it pretty quickly. But I, you know, I thought for a long time, like, man, I wish the takeoff was a little better. We're going a little slow here. <laughs> but what I started to notice is beta leaves the the start line before the people next to me pretty much every time, and it accelerates faster than them. So <laughs> I kind of had this realization of like, okay, maybe I just take off really fast at green lights. Maybe <laughs> it doesn't need to go any faster. It's doing a great job. It's just my personal preference. So. You know, I gave some some drives, you know, over a year ago now when beta was like super, super limited access. And yeah, it was blowing minds all over the place, even with the mistakes and everything. People were like, what the heck? I can't believe it just made a right turn. This is unbelievable. So, um, yeah. 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 So, I mean, this is sort of the interesting thing. I call it like front seat driving, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, you know, there's backseat driving, like someone else is driving the car and you got all these like no one ever drives exactly how you want definitely to do drives like you know it's like a thing people have opinions about like oh what are you doing this or that so it's kind of the same thing with beta and people don't realize that like what a disengagement is is completely subjective like some people say how come they're not releasing the data of like what what's the disengagements per mile or whatever and you know who decides what's a disengagement everybody has a different standard for what's a disengagement somebody might disengage just because they're afraid even though it's like a mile away they might disengage just because they're being courteous to somebody else they feel nervous they feel embarrassed somebody else might not do that i remember when we were driving to ai day and mm-hmm. <laughs> we're we're just in my car and it can't get into the left turn lane so it just to be specific drive. omar gave me a, a ride to ai day yeah so he right, was right. using beta i was a passenger yeah that's right so I'm giving you a ride and I'm like, okay, so I'll show you how good it is in California. And so so then the left turn lane was like filled with cars. So it couldn't get into the left turn lane. Now it's much better at this, by the way, but it couldn't get into the left turn lane. So it just went straight and then just made, waited for the traffic to clear on the other side and then just made a left turn. So Chris was like, what the fuck? Like, why did you let it do that? But I'm just kind of like, I I mean, I kind of like, drive pretty crazy myself so you know like i would honestly do that kind of thing sometimes if i was like really in a hurry or something like that it was obviously not legal but again it just goes to show that like technically you know you should disengage to avoid breaking the law but if you just want to go on what's safety critical it technically waited for the cars on the other side to go. Oh, you know? there was no risk of collision or anything. It was just like technically the wrong right. thing to do. Yeah, so that, I mean, that should have been a disengagement, but I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to let it go. But it's obviously, you know, kind of a subjective thing what you want to consider a disengagement and what you sure. don't. So a lot of people are really um, letting their own, like, you know, they're, they're correcting and disengaging, which is the correct thing to do for something that may not necessarily be wrong. But again, they want to be polite to somebody or it's going too slow or whatever. And I think that's part of also why some people have different opinions. Somebody might consider it amazing just if it can get from point A to point B without a crash, while someone else might expect that 
It should also be comfortable. It should be fast. Nobody should honk at you if, when they're behind you at a four-way stop, all this stuff, right? So right. the spectrum of, of good is wide. You know, there's safe sure. and then there's actually good. Right. Yeah, I had I had a uh, one the just a couple my last FSD video I think I don't know very recently where yeah, it was eleven point four point two where there was a pedestrian in the crosswalk and we took a left turn and legally in Michigan if the pedestrian is in the crosswalk anywhere you have to wait for them even if they're like way on the other side of the street and Beta went for it because it, there was it was nowhere near the person so. Although it was legally wrong, it was perfectly safe. We weren't anywhere near that human. And I was surprised at the comments I got because usually I get lit up in the comments hmm. whenever I let the car <laughs> do something wrong. But I'm like, you guys don't want to watch me drive. You want to watch the car drive. I'm not going to put anyone in danger. But I was surprised at the comments. They were all saying, hey, that was a good move. You're wrong. You shouldn't say that that was, that was wrong. <laughs> and people were saying how like in their state, the, the law is the pedestrian has to be at least one lane away. And this hmm. pedestrian was, I think, three lanes of traffic away from us. Um, and so everyone was like, no, that was a great, you know, um, that, that was a great move. I'm glad to see the car do that. So, you know, that surprised me, but it, it's exactly what you're saying is, uh, it's, it's all very subjective. Um, I have kind of a yeah. funny one for you. Um, hmm? uh, why do, uh, many spouses refuse <laughs> to allow FSD enabled? <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you think about this? It's, it's kind of a mystery for me too. I mean, you know, honestly, it's a lot less fun being a passenger on FSD beta than being a driver. When you're I a driver, <laughs> when you're a driver, you can at least grab the wheel, right? You know, you're in control. Mm -hmm. When you're a passenger, you're like, is this the last car ride of my life? So, you know, I, I've had the situation too. We've all have like the friend or the significant other who's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, turn this shit off and just drive yourself. Like, why do we have to yep. use this piece of shit? You know? So, that's, you know, that's been a thing since the beginning, the wife test, people call it, right? But to be fair, you know, we're hearing more and more reports of beta starting to pass the wife test. You know, your mileage may vary depending on where you are and other factors. But a lot of people are saying, hey, my wife actually likes it uh, when I'm using it. Some people right. saying, hey, my, my wife actually finds it more comfortable than when I'm driving. And some people actually saying, yeah, my wife is actually using it herself now. So, you know, my dad, uh, you know, my dad has said that my mom is uh, telling him now, put the beta on. Uh, it, it's at <laughs> least staying in the lanes and stopping, unlike you, you know, That's funny. and it's always been a thing between me and them ever since I was like 16, where they shout at me when I'm driving, like, what the hell are you doing? You're going so fast, like, calm down. Now I put the beta on, you know, no fights. Everybody's happy. That's right. Awesome. So, so I think it is going to pass the wife test more and more. It's starting to happen. So, you know, just give your wife time. I think, I think she'll yeah, get there. For Maybe sure. Maybe take oh, another update or two. Yeah. I'll, I'll put that up there real quick just because it's funny. Um, so yeah. And the last drive I did with my wife, she actually did find it comfortable. It was the first time. And if you look at the last drive she did, cause we just with, with two kids and you know, me working full time and everything, it's hard for us to find a time where we can go. Right. And like, of course we could bring the kids, but they're going to be loud. And we just want to, you know, me and mm -hmm. her go. So it's long stretches of time in between her experiencing beta. And if you look at the last video from, I don't know, six months ago or whatever, she was, uh, you know, doing this. I'm like, what did you stop? Blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> the drive from a few days ago, you know, there was one scary moment. It got kind of close to yeah. a dumpster that was in the, mm -hmm. why, why is a dumpster in the middle of the road? I don't know, <laughs> but the car, the car went around it. It got a little close and it freaked her out. But besides <laughs> that, she was like, you know, I'm actually pretty relaxed here. This is not bad. Yeah. And I was blown away. I, I did not expect it at all. Um, because in the past she's been so kind of sensitive to that. Um, right. so I have, uh, this, I actually like this question a lot. I don't know if you have an opinion on this or not. Um, I'm happy we can provide feedback. I love the, I don't know if you're using the voice notes, but I love those. I use them any chance I get. Um, do you think there should be some instructions as to limit the responses, uh, so they can consolidate? And then I'll put this up because it's related. Um, I, I believe it's related. Uh, what would Omar say? Uh, people who are frustrated because of their disengagements and interventions, uh, are they kind of messing up the system? Um, oh, oh sorry, I, re I misread that. Um, mm. I'm frustrated and intervene, give an edge case, hoping that FSD will learn, but it just doesn't. It does the same mistake with every update. So those are kind of related to interventions and disengagements. And then again, sorry, let me just um, reiterate mm. uh, the, the voice notes. Do you think there should be some like instructions on what we're doing um, or what do you think of that feature? Because I can't imagine they're listening to all of them, but uh, go ahead. <laughs> well, 
I don't think a lot of people realize that there's a lot of people doing manual labor to make FSD happen, right? Okay. A lot of people are like, hey, you know, why can't they just give me FSD? It doesn't cost anything. There is a team of people who are getting back data from your shitty drives and (laughs) drawing boxes around things. Okay, now they got the auto labeler, but, you know, they're saying this and that. So basically the voice notes are transcribed into text and they're categorized automatically with AI, right? So they can figure out all the different ways people say stop sign issue or red light issue or whatever. And a lot of it can get automatically categorized. So they don't need to really have anything too intensive. They can read your voice. And then in terms of like uh, actually reviewing it, there's people who then review the things and find different things or different themes and then point that to the team and augment their data sets to get it to work. So I don't think we need to worry too much about structuring it. The way the industry is going is really towards software that's so powerful that it can understand us, right? So just, you know, put emotion into it, right? If you've got an issue that you're really frustrated with, don't just say issue with stop sign. Say, (laughs) come on, guys, this is fucking killing me. You gotta fix this shit. Well, okay. uh, yeah, I, I've, I've started to incorporate what I believe would be keywords, um, <laughs> maybe things that would be flagged <laughs> a little higher on the list if it's appropriate. So um, I have a thing, actually hasn't happened in a while, but where I've seen going towards a roundabout, the car just screws up roundabouts in every way you can think possible. And one of the ways for a <laughs> long time it's been screwing them up is when there's vehicles in the roundabout, sometimes it'll try to go. And it's, I mean, I... I'm experienced with this stuff. You know, I'm not like making it up. It's like, there's a car right here and it's trying to drive into it. Um, yeah. I've seen that kind of thing before. Yeah, exactly. So it happens less now, but yeah, I haven't seen it for a while, but it's something I've Mm -hmm. seen with the voice notes. And and I left a voice note that said we were going to crash into a car in the roundabout. Cause I'm thinking, (laughs) Hey, like we weren't, but if I put the word crash in there, maybe that will, you know, bring it up this. I don't know. I mean, that is a, that is a critical thing. Yeah. And those critical things are getting rarer and rarer. So it's important to, you know, sort of filter those out. Those are the highest priority, I think. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay. So, wow, sorry, there's lots of chat. I don't know if you want to. Yeah, so, and then, you know, Yaman was talking about somebody who had the same disengagement over and over. You know, I would just tell people, like, drive your car manually sometimes, you know, like, you know there's certain areas where it's not going to work. It doesn't work every single time. Sure. I'm not necessarily like, all right, maybe it'll get it this time. Like, you got a Tesla. You've got one of the most fun cars to drive in the world. Just take the wheel. Do it yourself. I promise you, eventually they'll fix it. I've been doing this for years. They fix a lot of things in time. It doesn't happen quickly. They can't just always fix it instantly. But... You know, it's sort of the ultimate first world problem, like, oh, my self-driving car is like picking the wrong lane. It's like, yeah, you know, this there's going to be a lot of problems. It's, you know, the beta program. It's not fully autonomous yet. But ultimately, you know, you're one of the first million people to have a self-driving car that you can keep in your garage in history. You know, nobody else in the world has this, right? So we're very lucky to be one of the first, but we're also one of the guinea pigs. But, you know, I I definitely have this thing where I'm like testing it so much. I don't, you know, I forget to just enjoy my Tesla, right? Like, don't don't use it for more than 80% of the time. Like, go take the wheel and drive it yourself and have fun. And in those frustrating spots, you don't have to put on beta and be frustrated. Just take the wheel, do it yourself, and put it back on and, you know, give it a shot every, you know, every time there's a new update or whatever and you'll probably be surprised one day that wow it just does it perfectly now i've i've had that happen so many times and it's a great thing where it's just messing up on that spot every single time that you do on your daily drive over and over Mm -hmm. and over and then one day it's just like boom it works yeah and and then to add on to that another thing i've caught myself doing is you then end up forgetting about those spots that got fixed because i have this left turn that's on my way to work that i take five days a week if not more than that and it would screw up this left turn every single time and uh, this was very very early in beta like the first like couple months or something and then they fixed it it was like a, a double left turn with two lanes and it just always would be 
So I would always do it. And then one day it just started working and it's worked ever since. Um, and I didn't think about that for a really long time until I was doing like a review video on kind of like, you know, two years of beta or whatever. I'm like, oh my gosh, this left turn used to be like the scariest thing yeah. ever, you know? And now it's, um, it, it does it every time I don't even no, think I, about it. Yeah, I remember on the, <laughs> on the two left turn lanes, it would have a huge problem with like trying to hit the other left turn lane, right? Like it yep. wouldn't be able to make like a clean pass through. It was it was like the most stressful thing ever, and now it just nails it almost every time. Right? Um, how is your experience with Powell's? Man, you're also your roads over there are friggin' pristine. <laughs> I could not believe that when I was in uh, San Francisco. I was like, oh my gosh, these these roads look really. Like you think our roads are good? Well, okay, oh Palo gosh, Alto is a different were... story. <laughs> where I was and where you know you drove me yeah. and stuff, it was like okay, somebody Silicon Valley yeah. under the earth. Oh my gosh. Um, whereas yeah. out here, okay. roads are Yeah, the roads. South Bay, the South Bay has great roads. Yeah. Okay. Okay. San Francisco is um, a different story though. So so for me, I'll answer this one first real quick. Um, potholes, my car doesn't seem to see them. I think like yeah. maybe a couple times it's it's moved away, but you never know if it's a fluke when it's so rare. Um, and then yeah. speed bumps it doesn't also respond to that. Okay. Yeah. So you, you agree there. Uh, speed bumps are also really hit or miss for me. They actually used mm. to be way better back in the day. And I, I can't remember mm. the cutoff, but um, do you remember when they added the speed bump graphic? Um, when they yeah. added that, it had a little graph and they seemed to work very well. Like every speed bump I would come across, like little ones and huge ones, it responded to all of them. Now, I don't know what changed, but they're really hit or miss. It seems like they never really went back to that. Yeah. Yeah. So I have the same experience. It, responds to most of my speed bumps but not all sometimes it doesn't slow down potholes it def definitely doesn't respond to and you know a lot of people are sort of confused by this you just have to take over and avoid them yourself for now right and yeah. no they you. could they could they could add the detection but here's the complicated part of it is the computer vision system is never just 100 percent accurate like we are it has false positives and false negatives we are so not 100% accurate. <laughs> yeah, well, we're not accurate either, but computer vision is like, <laughs> you know, a different story. It, it's much worse than us in some cases. So, yeah. So, like, you know, this if, for example, you had a really good speed bump detector that was catching all the speed bumps, you'd also catch some things that aren't speed bumps. And then you'd be driving along the road and you'd be at, you know, 50 miles an hour and suddenly slowing down to like 15. And you'd be like, what the hell, right? Then someone's complaining like, Oh, it's phantom braking, right? So like the FSD code's like this big ball of spaghetti, right? And somebody's like, hey, can you just pull this noodle over here? But, you know, pulling this speed bump noodle and making it better then sort of pulls the, you know, creates phantom braking over here. And similarly with potholes, you know, you could probably avoid a lot of potholes, but you'd probably also detect a lot of things that were just road markings or something and just be swerving like crazy across the road. So... Right. You know, they're going to add these things, of course, but it needs to be really, really, really good at seeing everything that's a pothole and nothing that's not a pothole. So, so to simple to us humans. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, well, I was just going to say, because you have a bat, you do coding and stuff like that's mm -hmm. your job. Yeah. Okay. Um, so right, I know, yeah. that's, that's how little I know, like coding and stuff. Um, so so yeah. what's your opinion? I want to ask before I move on to, uh, mm. I have a, a, a doubter here. I want to give the doubters some, um, some mm. air time too. Um, what's your thoughts on the HD radar? I know it's like this whole thing. I put out some, <laughs> some wrong information, which I then corrected. The SNX with hardware for, hardware for are coming with radar. It's not on, doesn't seem to be being used right now. What is your opinion on radar? Is it coming back? And like, in what areas would it help that... Um, like, why would they be putting it back, in your opinion, if you have one? Well, it seems like maybe a good source of training data, right? So, okay, so you got this Pure Vision system, but where do you get the labels for the Pure Vision system, right? So my car and your car can look with the camera and say, okay, that pole is 10 feet away. But it really needs to be sure that it's 10 feet away and not 5 feet away or 15 feet away to be able to control accurately. So where do you get that training data? A human can't really label it, right? I can show you an image and I can say, hey, draw a box around oh, all sure. the stop signs. And a human labeler can do that. But I show you the poll and say, how far away is that? You're going to show 10 people and get 10, 10 different answers, right? So what they've had to do, and people have probably seen this on social media, is they have the cars with the LIDAR and the radar driving around. 
But yep. and then they're using yep. that to train the occupancy network and all those sort of pseudo LIDAR vision networks. But obviously that has limitations in that Tesla can only cover so much distance. They're only gonna, you know, really cover the Bay Area, for example. So, you know, they're gonna be more biased to certain areas where they operate as opposed to like rural Montana or whatever, which is probably getting less coverage. So any sort of features that are specific to rural Montana might not be picked up as well. But if you actually put an HD radar in the car and start measuring these things, then you can potentially get some really good ground truth data from the fleet that evens out a lot of those edge cases. And it could actually make the vision cars that don't have a radar potentially drive a lot better. So I think that's one of the main motivations. It sounds like it's not going to be in the three and Y maybe based on rumors. I mean, you know, it's hard to know with these rumors, right? Right. So maybe it's only on SNX, maybe not on three and Y. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm personally really excited to hear more about hardware four from Tesla and what it's, changes it's so they made and why they give yeah. us a lot of fun a lot of fun with like all our speculating because they won't tell us anything but it's just so funny to me that they just like upgraded all the <laughs> s and x and people are just like taking delivery yeah. but they said nothing they said nothing <laughs> right because um, did elon respond <laughs> right, yeah. to you at ai day two didn't you yell him yell something to him uh about hardware four when he was on the stage <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no, i know i came up i came up after uh when he was like taking pictures with like ellie right. and stuff yeah. And I was like, hey, Elon, uh, what about hardware four? And he's, he said, oh, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. And they <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. <laughs> they've just silently introduced it in the whole lineup. Now the S, the X, the Y have it. So we're only missing the three, and presumably that's about to be updated. So they're about to, you know, it's kind of crazy when you think about the fact that they're now shipping 4680 structural pack cars. They're now shipping hardware four across the lineup. And FSD beta has been launched, right? You know, we kind of follow right. the stuff day to day, but these major initiatives that they've been working on for years are finally starting to launch, and it's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm really excited right. to hear more about the new computer, the new hardware. The cameras seem to have this red glow. They've actually removed the camera. I think that's the funniest thing. Everyone's like, oh, they got to add a camera here. They got to add a camera there. It'd be great if they added a camera in the bumper, in the mirror. And Tesla's like, fuck you guys. We're actually going to remove a camera. You better shut That's your so mouth funny. or we might remove another one. You know? So Yeah, and I've been know. I've been one of them saying saying the same thing. Yeah. I, I st- you know, again, I, I emphasize I am no expert. This is from a consumer standpoint, a personal mm. experience standpoint. I, I do think that we still kind of need a side-facing camera. I have some and, and it's, you know, like again, over 90% of my driving is done with beta. I have interventions here and there. They're not as big of a deal as they used to be. But I have some scenarios where I'm like, how the heck are they going to do this exact maneuver? And like, sure, maybe they could take a different route or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, you know, it's in my head. I'm like, oh, I think that would be good. Um, so I want to, it's kind of related to what we're talking about. I'll put this up here. Kevin is being, um, he's saying, because FSD, uh, <laughs> it won't work as FSD in any Tesla driving on the road today. Do you want to respond to that? Well, yeah, I don't think it really matters as much as people think, you know, they're going to make the existing cars as good as they can possibly make them. So if there's a limit to how good it can be, we're going to go find that limit. We're going to go push up right against that limit. And my guess is it's probably actually a lot higher than people think. And even if you can't make the car autonomous, making it super safe, understanding the world, able to, you know, take control itself if the driver passes out avoid a crash, even in manual mode. These are super, super important things to do. And you're not stuck with the hardware forever. I mean, these cars are designed to be super upgradable. You know, I don't think people realize the cameras pop right off. So if they Mm -hmm. come up with a better camera, a better angle, yeah, you just pop it on, pop it right off. The computer's upgradable. They've, they have, (laughs) oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. This is my old broken one that I replaced myself. <laughs> yeah, there, there you have it. It's you know, it's super easy to do. They, you know, they thought about all this. They said, okay, we're going to tell people that it's got the hardware for autonomy. Yeah, let's. The cameras pop right off. The computer pops right off. They've chosen not to do a hardware four to hardware three upgrade just because it would be a lot of work. But they've done upgrades before from two point five to three. If it turned out, for example, that the computer wasn't powerful enough. And that was all that was remaining to turn this thing into a robo taxi that could generate, you know, tens of thousands of dollars a year in income. Right. Then they'll just develop a computer upgrade. So I don't think it really matters at the end of the day. Like none of us are keeping a car until the end of time, 
really. You know, we might keep it for a long time, but there's always going to be hardware upgrades developed. People are going to get a new car. It's really just about moving up the average safety on the road, making the fleet as safe as possible. And they'll always have opportunities to iterate on the hardware, on the software. And anyone who thinks autonomy isn't happening, they've got their eyes closed because major, major progress is being made. I mean, in San Francisco, it's becoming completely common to see driverless cars at all hours of the day. Right. There's so many people using FSD beta. The, you know, it, the progress is real. People are into it. They're using it, right? What would bother me is not, not hearing, you know, complaints are good because it shows that people are using it. What would scare me is if nobody was complaining because nobody, you know, they'd just given up on it. But people are liking it. They're using it and they want it to improve. And um, I think people are going to be really surprised by what Hardware 3 is capable of. Here in Los Angeles, I've had it do on this update hour long and like an hour long drive where I didn't touch anything. Yeah. You know, so people said this was impossible. Oh, it'll never be able to do a drive without you touching anything. My car is already doing it in some cases now. Right. Obviously, the thing is to be reliable to do it every time. But mm -hmm. seeing is believing. Once you see your car drive an hour without you touching anything, I think it's much easier to believe that it could potentially be autonomous. I don't know if it's a sure thing, but I think the probability is much higher than most people would expect. Yeah. And yeah. Well, you know, nothing is a sure thing because if it was, it'd be done. Right. Um, so it's, it's not guaranteed. And anyone that says it's guaranteed, I mean, they're talking out of their butt cause it's just not, <laughs> but um, what do you think from now? I'm not a lawyer. Are you a lawyer? No. Okay. So from a legal standpoint, what is your, um, what do you think? Like, let's say there comes a day, I can't imagine this ever happening, but there comes a day Tesla releases a statement and they're like, apologies, you'll never be able to sleep in the back seat while your car drives. Into work. <laughs> okay. Just, you know, imagine that happens from a legal standpoint. Do you think then Tesla is going to have to like refund everyone's FSD? Or are they going to have to like give them a discount on a new car? What do you think would happen in that case? I, I have some ideas, but I'm, I'm curious what you think. Well, no, Tesla doesn't have any legal obligation to do anything. You know, if you look at the website, it says... Oh, people are going to be mad at that one. <laughs> but keep going. <laughs> if you look at the website, it says, here's the features plus auto steer on city streets. The only time Elon really mentioned RoboTaxi was really in investor presentations, talking about what the end goal of the product is, right? Yeah. From a revenue recognition perspective, this is pretty much what they're recognizing is just FSD as an ADAS. So from a legal perspective, they're definitely not obligated to do anything. Does that mean people aren't going to sue them? Of course not. People are going to sue them all the time. People file lawsuits every day. There have been tons of lawsuits about autopilot already. That doesn't really matter at the end of the day. They've got a million. Oh, are you, can you hear me? I'm losing you. Oh, hold on. Uh, your mic is not connected, it says. I don't know if you can hear me. Um, you can reconnect your your mic. I don't know. It says, uh, can't unmute your guest. Right. Oh, there you go. All good. I hear you now. Okay. Yeah, sorry. My AirPod died. But, oh, um, okay. Cool. You're yeah, good. I was just saying, you know, they have a million different lawsuits going on. So in terms of the law, that's not really what I'm worried about. It's more just about mm -hmm. customer relationship, right? So I think if they couldn't achieve driverless on hardware three, just give everyone free FSD on their next car or whatever, right? Yeah. You know, or give them some yeah. supercharging miles or something. It's probably <laughs> a lot easier to placate people than they think, right? People yeah. complain, but if autonomy is actually achieved, which I think it will be across the industry, then everyone's ultimately going to be happy, I think. Yeah. I, my, my two just real quick opinions on that are number one, I kind of agree, like the description on the website says auto steer on city streets. So like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? It means whatever Tesla wants it to mean so they can kind of scapegoat on that. And then the other one is exactly what you said. Just give them free FSD or just a refund. You know, if you paid 10000 yeah. 15000 or whatever FSD, you get the money back. And of course that would suck, but uh, that's what it would be. So I kind of want to move on from that because it gets way over <laughs> my head. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't see that happening. I think they'll, somebody said in the comments, I lost it, but they'll just keep working on it, which like, you know, of course they will. It's That's how it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so let me get through. I have a couple more. You got a few more minutes? How are you doing on time? 
Yeah, I can go for a few more minutes. Cool. All right. Yeah, I usually go for about an hour. So we have, let's say we got uh, five more minutes or so. I have a few questions lined up. Um, I like this one from Tim. Uh, What features are you hoping for with FSD beta 12? I always find this kind of question really hard to answer, but do you have things (laughs) you're looking for? Well, at this point, I'm just waiting for them to just finish the the last step, which is which actually is. smart summon and reverse summon. Yeah, that's that's right? what I do. Yeah, because it kills me that I can only say FSD beta handled almost all of my driving. I just had to park. Yep, because I, you know, it it maybe drove for like three hours, six hours without takeover, but I still had to do that little piece manually, right? So that kind of irritates me. I can't wait until, first of all, you know, some smart summon, people literally like their jaw is on the floor when they see smart summon being used in a parking lot, but it's just so bad, right? It's just based on this old stack that's just terrible. Moving into the FSD beta stack, it's gonna be incredible. Right? We can see how FSD beta works in parking lots. It's going to be a dramatic upgrade. And have it being able to go and seek a parking spot and park itself, you could literally go entire days potentially without touching anything where you just have it pull out of the parking spot with summon, drive you where you want to go, go park, pull it out again. No need to touch the controls ever, right? So right. just that... You know, you, maybe you could call it like actually finally feature complete to get that last step in. So, you know, it's probably a lower priority than getting the highway stack safe out, but I'm really excited for them to ship that. Right. Yeah, no, that's, I totally agree. You need that beginning and end of drive. Beginning of drive is kind of there. Actually, it's at the point where like, you know, my my uh, driveway is just gravel. It's 150 <laughs> feet of gravel and it actually curves and it's like surrounded by trees. And I'm at the point, not that I would really put this in a video, but I can start it in my driveway and it'll drive away. I mean, it'll drive me all the way yeah. to work from there um, with a few interventions from you know some things that are messed up with 11.4, but it'll attempt to do the whole thing. Um, and it will pull into my parking lot, which it didn't used to do. So it, yes, it just yeah, needs love to that. get to, yeah, it needs to be able to get to a parking spot. So um, I'm really close it's to it. It's got that. auto park. It's got the ability to drive into the parking lot. Yep. All it needs to do is just go drive a little, find a little P, and then park. But you know it's going to come up with some ridiculous parking spot ideas like, oh, wow, the you know sewer hole or whatever. This looks like a parking spot, you know. So <laughs> yeah. Probably want to be a little careful with that feature for you know the first beta. But like everything else, I'm sure they'll get it there. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, I'm going to finish up here. Uh, I'm going to answer this one real quick. If you want to chime in, you can, but I, I like to answer this one all the time. So Tesla already does this uh, to an extent. So if you go to Europe, the car navigated on autopilot in Europe will act 100% differently than it does in the US um, and, and other countries as well. So Tesla is ready to do that. And especially with you know the advancements in AI and, and all that, I don't think that this is really a problem we need to worry about. They can easily follow, same as you, you know, local state rules. Um, so that's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, real quick, Brenton. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. That's pretty easy. Brenton's been asking this for a while. Um, does FSD use real-world weather tracking and traffic stats uh, to avoid getting stuck in traffic and evade floods, rain, ooh, floods, rainstorms, and longer drives? Um, I think I, I don't know about weather, but uh, definitely traffic data. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, the map is just the map. So FSD beta, and actually, you know, I think they need to have a deeper integration of the mapping into the stack, but. Right now, it's kind of just like you got the mapping stack here running on your MCU, and you got the autopilot stack, and the mapping stack is saying, hey, make a left turn up ahead in 0.2 miles. And then the FSD beta stack is acting on that. So it'll obviously do rerouting for traffic. I don't know if it does weather tracking, but basically just whatever's in the navigation system. And this can obviously be upgraded over time with software updates to reflect you know, weather, floods, hurricanes, whatever else they want to augment it with in the future. And they do use weather data for um, battery, uh, battery uh, estimates. So they, yeah, that's just one thing away. All right, last question I'm going to put up here for you. We got to end it with Cybertruck. 
when do we get in Cybertruck? What are your thoughts about Cybertruck? And make sure before you guys leave while he's answering this, you follow Omar on Holmar's blog on Twitter and YouTube. Make sure you follow all his socials. He's, I mean, he's pretty set there, but <laughs> give me your Cybertruck thoughts. I'm, I'm very excited. Um, yeah, so they're saying they're going to do it in September. So, you know, they're always a little late on everything. So let's call it Q4, you know, maybe October. Right. I, I mean, if they can just deliver the first units and they'll probably deliver them to like employees and stuff at first, but yeah. if they can deliver the first units by the end of the year, that's going to be massively exciting. Right. Oh, that's and happening. Yeah. That's happening. This thing's sure. going to have hardware for it's spacious. It's going to be incredible. It's going to change a lot of people's perceptions about what an EV is and what it can achieve. So I'm really excited. I think we'll probably get one. I have a reservation. So yeah for Let's sure see yeah i think i think they're gonna get um i think i think september is achievable it's definitely coming this year there will be a delivery event i mean and, they're uh, definitely setting up a production line yes they are and uh i i uh also uh agree they're gonna give just like the 4680 model wise they are going to be uh giving to employees first for sure yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I just hope that doesn't follow the same thing where they tell us nothing about it and deliver it to employees, but whatever. <laughs> uh, um, okay, cool. So thank you so much, Omar. I will uh, give you back your free time. I really appreciate your time here. Maybe you can come back sometime because um, a lot of people enjoyed this and there's millions of questions we did not answer, but uh, I had a great time. I hope you did as well. Yeah, definitely. Happy to come on anytime. And I'll, last thing, I'll give a shout yes. out to my sponsor this week on Whole Mars, which is Joa. Mm -hmm. j-o-w-u-a yeah use my code whole mars they're trying to break their sales record so go check out their uh, stuff okay I, they got I'm gonna, some cool accessories i'll i'll add to that because it's it's funny because they actually did send me some products like a, a while ago and their products are sick i love them but i just never really had time to review them and i, I felt so bad because <laughs> they just sent them out and they were like yeah if you can do it i i planned on it but i just never made the video so i feel really bad about that but well there you go go make the video yeah, I yeah, I'm working on it. Their accessories are very nice. I I use actually several of them daily. So um, yeah, they got right. some cool stuff. Yeah. Cool. All right. Take care, man. I'll see you on. Thank Twitter. you so much. Yes. Thank you. Good to see you. Thank you, everybody. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this one. You can find it. You can you can stay or you can leave if you want. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Um, just a little outro. You can find this on any of your podcasting apps that you want to listen to it uh, in your car or whatever. And uh, give me some feedback on that as well. So thank you, everybody. I hope you all have a good night. Good night. Bye.